I was going to tell you in Discord, but I'll tell you on here on on how to uh, how to create a good podcast intro. It's it's nearly been a year, man. I know, but we haven't done any of these. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna bark all day? This is a tasty burger. I am just a figment of your imagination. Here's Johnny. You are a sad, strange little man. These guys will let it. Don't fail me again. Previously on the Popcorn Bucket Podcast, we talked about X-Men 1, 2, and 3. This week, we will talk about X-Men Origins Wolverine and X-Men Origins Wolverine 2, the Wolverine. And Ben will answer the question if he wants the dungeon, the nurse's office, or the mission to Mars. I was going to ask you that question. They went They went with the right one, though. I'd have gone the mission to Mars. Wouldn't you pick mission to Mars in the Love Hotel? Yeah. I mean, they all look like shipping containers. Yeah, but the, the dungeon not feeling that the nurse's office got a feeling it might be a bit too clinical and then the mission to mars that had some fun shit in it plus you the martian was a feel-good film for you so yeah exactly <laughs> hello and welcome you're listening to the popcorn bucket podcast with ben and rob this is a regular look at the wonderful world of films film franchises and film nonsense this week is a franchise fatigue episode in which we take a franchise and look at the high points, the low points and everything in between to sort out the perfect puffs of popcorn from the sad still bits at the bottom of the bucket. This week we are returning to the wonderful world of the X-Men to look at X-Men Origins Wolverine and the Wolverine. Yeah. So I think firstly, because I think in the last time we talked, uh, in part one, we sort of implied we'd do this almost as a trilogy with Logan and then off mic or on discord we sort of decided to break it up into four parts to have x-men one to three then these two then look at the prequels and then look at logan and new mutants yeah sort of go a bit chronological but not really i think it's just because logan is a lot to talk about and i imagine logan is going would overshadow these two well also Uh, story-wise it doesn't really make sense to kind of place it i think you can make an argument for placing these two before going back to look at first class and days of future past Mm. It does. It does make sense because I. I think that it does feel like it was kind of all building to Logan a little bit. Like that's where where the series like properly, not matured, but certainly gave us that that kind of version. So, I think yeah, to build to it, and especially focusing on these two, which couldn't be more different, really, despite having Wolverine in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think is an interesting interesting way to go. So. Let's just do it. So, X-Men Origins Wolverine, Rob. X4. X4. <laughs> Starts off with no lingering X on 20th Century Fox. What? Did you, who's it directed by? Who's it got in it? Wolverine, obviously. You're meant to be the fact man. Directed by Gavin Hood. Yep. Starring Hugh Jackman, Lee Schreiber, Danny Houston, Dominic Monaghan, Ryan Reynolds, Will I Am. And it follows... <laughs> The early years of James. What what was that? That lip smack after Will I Am? That was me taking a breath. Oh, and it's Liev Schreiber. Is it? I looked it up. Yeah. Okay. The early years of James Logan, featuring his rivalry rivalry with his brother Victor Creed, his service in Special Forces Team Weapon X, and his experimentation into the metal-lined mutant Wolverine. Dun dun dun. They don't have that. Yeah. So X Men Origins Wolverine. I. It's kind of infamous at this point as being a shit show. Rob, what did you think of this? I think if it had stopped after the credits, it would be one of the best X-Men films. 
<laughs> See, that sounds really catty, but I know what you mean because I wrote down, I love the war the, montage. It's so cool. Yeah. War, what is it good for? A really good opening to X-Men Argus yeah. Wolverine. Huh. But they do, they do a good job as well because it's like the spectacle is one thing, but I think they do a really good job of setting up who Logan and Victor are as people, like how, how they differ from each other. Like the you know it kind of the the sort of contrasts and everything. I think it does a really really good job, you know because yes. because Sabretooth he kind of he he definitely likes killing. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you kind killing. of get that as they go through the different wars. You can see that he's getting more enjoyment out of it, yeah. whereas Logan isn't, and yeah. he's sort of almost becoming dismayed at the fact that Sabretooth really enjoys it. Yeah, he seems to get genuine pleasure out of killing people and hurting people. Yeah, I I love that that opening montage. I really wish the rest of the film. I mean, would it have killed them? Could we have spent more time in the war that in the different wars as well? Yeah. Like it wasn't just you know, it wasn't just the world wars. There were some. I mean, Vietnam was there. The Civil, Civil war, war, I believe. Yeah. yeah, you know, like just all these cool kind of things. I would have loved to have seen that. I actually I liked the opening as uh, it Weapon X task task scrolls. I I liked that bit where they sort of oh i think i would have watched the film with them on missions all the time yeah they sort of get it over and done with pretty soon they got the opening with baby logan uh who's a sick kid and and then he kills his kills a guy who turns out to be his dad and that it's it's all bad and that's when his like powers manifest he's got bone claws yeah and his brother's got Sharp fingernails. Yeah, it doesn't sound cool, but I tell Liev Schreiber kind of sells it later on. Like you kind of, you feel that a little bit more. Whereas, whereas you know, the kids running away. That, that I kind of wish this film didn't exist. But I kind of think that Wolverine. You just don't know how old he is, and you don't yeah. know what his origin is. And I always thought it was a mistake in the comics because it's based on origin which i think is origin the wolverine sometimes just origin you know which does the james howlett kind of thing and whatever and i i feel like it's the sort of filling in the backstory for him sort of takes away some of the the specialness of, of the character it's the same with the joker well this is very much the the solo of um x-men that you didn't need it are you just in solo again yeah i told you about this before yeah yeah, yeah. You take a cool character and let's find out how he got his clothes. Let's find out how he got his name so you don't need it. Actually, that, that, is, that is actually a fairly apt comparison. So it was better, though. I th- Yeah, it, it, it strikes me as something like, I don't know why they had to go through this movie, why they thought this was the, the good idea, when they have a wealth of other Wolverine stories, including his whole time in Japan, which, you know, I mean, that's what people... No, that's one of the most famous Wolverine stories. So quite why they went their own sort of insane way with it. But also they mostly told the story of like Stryker and that in X2. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like how many times do we have to see the flashback of him getting the adamantium skeleton? Yeah. Like, so what there are four, when this came out, there were, including this one, there were four X-Men movies, right? This was the fourth one, X4. Last Stand was the only one that didn't have a flashback to the the experiment. It's just like we've seen it. Yeah. It, yeah, it looks traumatic. I'm sure it sucked. But yeah, it, it's just it, we're, we're not adding anything new. And and I think 
that's part of the problem. It feels like it's just kind of spinning its wheels a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, so, yeah. It, it feels it feels unnecessary. It's retraining yeah. ground or, or filling in stuff that didn't need to be filled in. So in yeah. the strike force, when he uh, goes his separate ways from you know, because he has a conscience and doesn't want to do what the strike force is doing and doesn't want to sort of be searching for uh, for adamantium out there. When he leaves and it sort of miraculously there's a thunder and lightning storm the minute he steps out of the forest. You can see all the lamps they use for the strobe lighting. I didn't think that's where you were going with that. Okay. Well, because there's a deleted scene. Is there? Not, not that it explains the, the lamps, but it, there's a deleted scene. Yeah, a, a young storm is there. Oh, okay. Well, that's she, why. She, yeah, she brings on the... Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't notice the lamps. That's funny. Yeah, well... A lot of this was kind of rushed, wasn't it? It's like the the characters in the Strike Force are you got Deadpool, kind of. Will I am oh, Wade Wilson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will Dead- I am wanted to yeah. be in an X Men film with the same powers as Nightcrawler? Yeah. Um, you've got Charlie from Lost. Who? Yeah. The bit where he's in a caravan by himself, I, I thought it looked like a sort of a bit in a B and Q shop with all the light bulbs that come on at once when you walk down the corridor. <laughs> sure. There's there's a lot of ideas in here, but it's like the it's just they go from thing to thing to thing. It's kind of like Quantum of Solace in that way. This is basically like a lot of not good films in a franchise. It's like the Quantum yeah. of Solace. It's like Solo. It's yeah. Well, it's just they were. I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to because they wanted they wanted a series of X Men. Yes, because they were going to do Magneto next. Yes, and Deadpool. Yeah. So th- there was kind of maneuvering those things into place, even though Magneto isn't involved. Like it was kind of getting those sort of pieces into the right kind of place. So you know, getting Deadpool to have the again. I'll never understand why they sewed his mouth shut. Why they? Yes, it's dumb. But there was a lot of that. There was a lot of oh well, we need we need Hugh Jackman to just do cool Wolverine stuff. I mean, did we really need an origin story for his fucking jacket? No, like it's just no. It's just it's just it, he picked up a leather jacket at some point. That's all that needs to be said about that, if anything. But no, apparently it's the old couple that he stayed with, and it was their sons. And something bad happened to the son, I guess, because he's not around. Oh, he just popped out, left his jacket behind. Yeah, <laughs> and his motorcycle, or was it the father's? Who knows? I, I, I find it really hard to pay attention to this movie. It's because there are things that I quite like. Liev Schreiber, I think, is having fun as Sabretooth, and and I think he is too good in this movie to be wasted on this shit. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the, f- I guess, the first major kind of retcon in the X Men story that because Sabretooth is in the first is in the first yeah. X Men film, but they don't make is you know it's a totally different character. They don't make any reference to the fact that he knows him. They don't. And it's really weird, but just why not have another character? I mean, I'm sure there's loads of them in the comics that they could have chosen. Well, I can sort of see recasting Sabretooth because that sort of antagonistic brother kind of thing is is kind of a key element of who Wolverine is. Yeah, They're yeah. Sort of animals, and it's always always Sabretooth always uh, you know represents the the sort of darker side of the whole thing. What would what would happen if 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 Logan gave in to that sort of animal side, but then why not have a bit at the end where he loses his memory as well, and that's why they don't know. I don't. I. I don't. I didn't 
write the script. I don't think anyone wrote the script. I think it just sort of grew over time. Was this done during the writer's strike? Yes. And and don't worry though, because they brought on Skip Woods, and you should you should know who Skip Woods is by now. Skip Woods, he did the Die Hard sequels. Okay. The really bad ones. Um, I've just I've just put. Apparently, the movie was intended to be R-rated. Game of Thrones is David Benioff. Benioff. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the more mature treatment. Fox brought in Skip Fucking Woods. Brackets, diehard sequel guy to shit everything up and lower rating and quality. That's what I've written. As it's an origins film, um, there are sort of like frequent times where they say, like, sort of before he takes the name Wolverine, where they mention the Wolverine. And I'd quite like, I don't know if you've seen Arrested Development, but I'd love it if every time they said, you know, like when his love interest is telling the story of the Wolverine, I'd like it if the narrator would cut in with, hey, that's what this guy is called. (laughs) Yeah. I thought you were going to go like a Mr. F, <laughs> like <laughs> Mr. W. Uh, yeah, that whole... Uh. So, I mean, it's weird because you watched John Carter last time. You got... you got Off Mars. Off Mars. Sorry, I, I apologise. Well, you've got Teo Kitch and Lynn Collins. Right, so when we last talked about the X-Men, which feels like a long time ago, even though it wasn't, um, mm. and we were sort of talking about unused bits of The Last Stand and I said that all those folks were Gambit in but they didn't because they, they were sort of writing Origins Wolverine yeah I actually forgot that he was in it because I was going to say and they didn't you know and obviously they didn't use him in that and then you said yeah he was great in it and I sort of thought is, was he even in it yeah, I, I, couldn't I don't think I said he was great maybe, oh, no, yeah, maybe. Yeah, sorry, I, but, I was being sarcastic yeah, I think yeah. but uh, yeah no because he's not yeah well so okay so this is this is the thing. So, Lincoln's plays Silver Fox, right? Well, she she's a she's meant to be like a homely teacher, but is actually a mutant who can control people via touching them. Yeah, yes. And I think I think she's an established character in the comics, but you know whatever. And it was sort of like sort of like a con, but not really because she actually kind of did feel for Logan, but also not. She tells a story about. Uh, a man who lived with a princess on the moon, not Mars, and then was tricked to going to Earth and then couldn't go back to the moon. And he was the Wolverine or something. It's really dumb. And I really, really hate the line, Cuckoo you got screwed. That goes in my all-time hall of shame. Really? It's just... it. It's just... Have you written it down as one of your favourite lines? No, I mean, the, the line that jumped at me that I hated was when one character went, you know what they say about people who go looking for blood? They find it. It's I just... quite like that one. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but that's that's the same sort of thing as, like, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. It's the same. It's the same sort of thing. It's just saying, like, if you go looking for a fight, you'll find one. That's and also that's, a leather jacket that you can then wear for years. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, cuckoo Chu got screwed is such a terrible line, and it's it's clear that they're trying to undercut the whole saccharin thing of it because it's clear that it's a metaphor, right? It's it, it it's one of those things that no one would actually say. It's not well written. It's not. It's just. It's just one of those things, and and I hate everything about it. So there's that. And then 
Danny Huston, he's trying his best as striker, but he's no Brian Cox, is he? No. I, I, he doesn't. You need the menace, and, and Brian Cox had had a ton of menace because there's just something about him. Whereas Danny Huston, he, he's trying, but mm. do you know? I was actually kind of surprised that Will I Am was halfway decent in this. He wasn't terrible. No, no, he he, he was alright. The strike force thing was 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 quite decent, I thought. Mm. And I think it gets really silly when they go to the box when he has the boxing match with. Uh, yeah. 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 And I, th- I think that's kind of when the film's descent happens rapidly. Mm. This fucking film, man. Like, so it ends on a cooling tower, um, yes. with Weapon Eleven, who is uh, sort of Deadpool, and they pay off a, I guess, a joke from the beginning bit of the film where uh, Striker says it'd be nice if someone could sew your mouth shut because he's a, yeah, because be he's wise cracking. Actually, there are yeah. elements of. Of of Deadpool, like as in, as in the sort of the oh, film. Him, Deadpool. him wisecracking in in the in the uh, in the lifts, talking about the sort of guys on the high protein diet being stuck in a lift. Yeah. That's that it, that uh, that's a fart joke. That's completely that's completely on character for Deadpool. It's just the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But at yeah. the end, when he's fighting Wolverine, he's and he's got all the powers. He's got no agency of his own because he's being controlled by Striker. It's mm. just nonsense. And he's got laser eyes. He has got laser eyes. I do like his uh, his laser eyes cutting the cooling tower down. I thought it was quite a cool idea. I like that sort of spiral yeah. cut yeah. type thing. But all, um, of, like, all that, almost the whole scene looks like it was, like, even when they're sort of like in the debris, it just looks like just really bad green screen. Because it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it looks like everything <laughs> pasted on. Because this was uh, in, infamously, the uh, it was leaked like a month before release. Yeah, when, and, when some of the effects weren't finished, and it was, and then yeah, and it looks like they weren't finished after it was released anyway, or before it was released anyway. What are you talking about? The claws in that bathroom scene? Yes, I did write out how terrible the claws are. Oh, uh, they well, they just look like it looks like some Roger Rabbit shit. Yeah, it looks like it's been well because it has been animated over the top, and then when he's sort of like looking at them from different angles and he kind of like sparks them together, it's all terrible. Yeah. And there were some really, there were some really, really shonky kind of shots. I, I, there's one shot I think where uh, he's driving home from his uh, Christmas lumberjack job. No, um, and and there are two guys having a chat on the bridge. Yeah, and and that's thing. There's a bit where where he's starting to get angry, and the bone claws are starting to come out of his hand, and it's just it's just some CGI nonsense on the back of his hand. It doesn't look anything. Yeah, you know, I know it's difficult sometimes, but no, they, they they managed to do other things pretty well. But yeah, yeah, this because I I kind of had a feeling that it would be not kind of so bad it's good, but certainly entertaining enough. Like if you got on board with how dumb it is, but it's not even dumb. No, Hugh Jackman's doing his best. Yeah, like he's 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 the kind of the fixed point of it all. Liam Schreiber is is great i think i think he is he's playing it way more complex than the actual role requires and i think he's got some menace about him i think if the whole film had been those two traveling through various different wars and their kind of relationship breaking down and then um, dope as fuck yeah 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 yeah. and then sort of like a big confrontation at the end it would be fantastic yeah yeah but this is an unnecessary it's a retread of part of x2 it's utterly unnecessary yeah and then we can't forget about Gambit. 
Well, we can because I mean he was yeah, quite a cool character in the uh, in the cartoons, and I remember like the excitement of oh he was going to be in it, and then yeah, I like the fact that they try everything in this movie to give him like a cool intro, like he's he's being all mysterious. He's the man at the sort of the table there. He's got the hat down. He's surrounded by people, kind of hanging on his every word, and he's got the kind of thing. But it's Taylor Kitsch, and there's no charisma there whatsoever. And it's like, I'm sure Taylor Kitsch, nice dude. I'm sure I he's acted really, really well in some stuff I haven't seen. But his kind of blockbuster output has not been the best. And um, I mean, it could just be the the script isn't great. Well, that too. But they they try everything to make him cool, and it just doesn't work. It just it's. It's just a really, really sort of bland kind of. Oh well, that's that's. Do they even give him a Cajun accent because he's meant to have that sort of accent, isn't he? That he just gets involved between Wolverine and Sabretooth, and he's just like, oh fuck off, Gambit. And I shouldn't be saying fuck off, Gambit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was some box ticking, wasn't it? It was just like, who can we get in? Oh, Gambit. People like Gambit. Let's let's put him in. But then he doesn't do anything interesting, and he 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 kind of what flies a helicopter. That's all he kind of adds to the plot. He breaks up some concrete at the at the end. Yeah, how could I forget that? That if it had hit Logan, he would have survived anyway. Yes, that is true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it'd have hurt, but he would have survived. So he takes an, uh, Logan takes an adamantium bullet in the head, like the Rage Against the Machine song, and then his partner wakes up to find his partner dead and doesn't know who she is, which I thought was a bit sad. I do I, like her last act was to sort of make Stryker walk until his feet bled. I know. Who is she? Gene Kelly? <laughs> Thank you very much. That was a joke I actually wrote down on my notepad. Nice. Well done. <laughs> I thought the music sounded a bit like The Lion King. Like the bit sad bit at the end. Sounded... Exactly that bit. Yeah. Now, there's a bit in The Lion King when Mufasa is giving the speech about everything the light touches will be yours and stuff. And it's that kind of big swell. It just sounded a bit like that. Except, obviously, not as good. That always makes me laugh. Everything the light touches, you know, is, is our kingdom. What about that shadowy place? I wanted Mufasa to go, what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> Listen. Yeah, yeah. The, the sort of walking until your feet bleed as as a thing. But why would the adamantium bullet make him forget? It well, it's, make- it's very much the let's wipe R2-D2 and C-3PO's memories. Sort of, but they're robots. That actually does make more sense. I mean, it just, it, it, how did he know? How did he know? Because they, they'd even said that the adamantium sort of process hadn't worked on any, and it wouldn't even work on Sabretooth. Hmm. So, so, and he's been experimenting with adamantium, but why, instead of killing him, would it just wipe his memory? Because he seems to know this is like a forget-me gun. Like, it's just, it doesn't, it's so... I suppose what would have made sense, because there is a reference to his son, because he swears in his son's life at some point, Stryker does, and we know from... He's got him frozen. You see him, he's he's the one with the different coloured eyes. I, I can't remember. Um, you may have blacked it out, but there's there's a bit in, in the film where hmm. he looks in it like a cryotube and his son is frozen. Oh, okay. But I suppose they could have had him wiping Logan's memory. That would have made a bit more sense. Should I mean, we rewrite uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine? Yeah. Exterior, civil war, some war is happening. Wolverine, get down, there's a war. Sabretooth, I know there's a war. We're doing a war. I may need to bring in this script, Doctor. I'll be honest, I don't know much about the American Civil War. (laughs) You do the research. You're the history, man. 
Did they even say war back then? Stop. Stop leaving me hanging. It's not. It's cruel. Fuck you. I, I tell you what, though. I wouldn't have fucking Cyclops in there. No, I hate all that stuff. Like, and the and the uh, young Charles, Charles who can walk, and yeah. you don't like him when he walks. Yes, that, that that's my issue with the film. <laughs> <laughs> if I can cut out that bit, <laughs> yeah, Cyclops. I, why is he in it? Just and the thing is, why is it? Why is he in it? And why are you doing him dirty again? <laughs> Just and sort of not Emma Frost. A lot of people would think that the character who can uh, go all diamondy and her name is Emma, you'd think that would be Emma Frost, but it's not, according to people later on, because they were making it up as they went along. Yeah, I just uh, this this film. It it. I mean, it, look, it's no surprise that it sucks, and it it, it goes from corny moment to corny moment. I. It, even the whole slow motion walking away from an explosion thing was hackneyed at this point. Yeah. But they did it anyway. Uh, Cause I, I think they thought the natural sort of coolness of Wolverine would sell it, but it doesn't. Hugh Jackman, he kind of, he locked in the whole Wolverine thing a while ago. So he's not really doing too much iterating on what's come before. And he's he's just kind of on autopilot, and I and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's just, yeah, it's it this yeah this film is completely completely unnecessary, and I'm glad Jesus Christ if this was all we had of Wolverine and all the things I mean shit I was tired of this film like ten minutes in, I was like I don't want to watch this again I saw, I've seen this enough, you know it's just it's it, it feels like work. Watching this film feels like work because there are so many things I had to excuse and I had to pay attention to it. The video game is good, though. Was it? Yes. Yeah, there was a weird thing. They had a tie-in video game and it was only the Uncaged edition. The, they had like a more family-friendly one, but the Uncaged edition was great. It was violent. You could slice people up with your claws and they had a cool system where you could see the damage you take on things. So you could beat down to a metal skeleton and then slowly regenerate. Oh, cool. It was awesome. And it was super fun because you could, like, pounce on people from ages away. You could kind of... It was... Yeah, it was really, really fun. And I wish they'd do another... I mean, Insomniac Games are doing a Wolverine game. The yes. people did yeah. the, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah. uh, thing. So hopefully they take some some kind of... They seem to know how to do superhero games. So I, I'm hoping that... Uh, because, I mean, that with today's technology would be amazing. But it needs to be violent. I think I think that's part of it as well, the fact that this was going to be R-rated and then was cut down to the sort of PG-13 thing. I mean, not that a bit of blood would have saved this movie. I think it was rotten from the outset. But I think violence is inherent to Wolverine's character. Like, that's it's part of it. To, to sort, of, sort of do, like, a watered-down kind of version sort of betrays the character i think it worked well in the certainly the first x-men film because it's only the second one where he kind of goes berserk sort of and it's still quite bloodless but i think it suits it because the rest of the film is like that but and because he's kind of got the he's i guess he's in the school setting yeah well that's the thing he's like yeah he's at odds with the rest of the team and he's kind of behaving himself yeah like these these things he's out on his own unleashed 
uncaged, like that good video game. So, you know, I think everything about this is wrong-headed. And uh, Jesus Christ, am I glad that they ignored it, basically. I mean, this hasn't got any better. No, no. There was no, there was no last stand kind of. Yes. Oh, it's not as bad as you remember. Or kind of whatever. I was just like, fucking hell, this is a cursed piece of shit. Yeah. As I say, it's the solo uh, and quantum of solace of, of the. <laughs> Stop dissing solo. We're going to get to it at some point, and I'm absolutely going to hammer you into the ground with all my great points, and you're going to love it. It's going to be your favorite movie. Nope. Okay. No, but as I said, the solo comparison is, is it does actually have some weight, which is annoying. So fuck you. Did we say all we needed to say about X-Men Origins Wolverine? It, it, it's not particularly fun to talk about. I was kind of looking forward to getting my claws into it, no pun intended. I like I was I was kind of looking forward to sort of going like, you know, wow, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. But it's it's not it's not fun to tear apart. No. It's not, not even, even so bad it's bad. It's yeah. just there, like Quantum of Solace or Solo. We discussed Quantum of Solace, and I got very annoyed about Quantum of Solace, although I did stick up for it and some kind of thing. Solo, I, we'll get to it. I don't think it's the best film ever, but dear God, it does not deserve this. But, it's, un- but it's unnecessary. Yes, and it, it is, is just unnecessary. There. It is unnecessary, but and and you don't learn anything like in this one. You don't know anything new about the Wolverine apart from where he got a coat. I don't think I was that bothered about where he got a coat and how he became Wolverine, how he became known as Wolverine, why he's got the Wolverine dog tags. But again, you didn't need to know it. It kind of added to the character. Yeah, exactly. Him having mysterious past, us not knowing, like he doesn't know. Yeah, it makes him more interesting. That's why I found the Joker's multiple backstories in The Dark Knight way more compelling than just, oh, this Joker backstory in Joker. In The Joker. It's, stop it. The Joker. Its name is Joker. The Joker. Oh, fuck's sake. Right. Now, actually, The Wolverine. We do have <laughs> It's the just Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. So, The Wolverine. Give us the facts. Released in 2013. Good. Thanks. Directed by James Mangold. Starring Hugh Jackman, Hiroyuki Sanadaya, Taya Okamoto, Rila Fukushima, Famaki Janssen, and Will Yun Lee. Wolverine comes to Japan to meet an old friend whose life he saved years ago and gets embroiled in a conspiracy involving Yakuza and mutants. Yes. Yes, he does. The intro to this is really good as well. I have only seen this film once. I saw it at the cinema and then never saw it again. Until now. And, and how was it? for you how was it for you i like this movie i i don't think it's it, it to me it's like the proto logan it's like it's like the logan zero it's kind of halfway to to that sort of proper wolverine type deal i yeah i like i i have no problem with this movie i, I mean i have some problems but i have like in general i think it, it's it's a better take i mean it's it's leagues ahead of origins there's no denying that. But yeah, so I get the feeling that you don't like this movie. Oh, no, I think it's brilliant. I really like it. Oh, okay, good. Good. I just thought um, you'd come in with a little sarky snarky. Oh, it's not very good. Oh, the giant silver thing at the end. No, I really like it. Yeah, I don't like the giant silver thing at the end. We'll get to that. Okay. But the Nagasaki stuff is is great. And, and the sort of life debt type thing and, and all that. It it's really, it's really effective. Really powerful. Yes, so... Yeah, because he's at Nagasaki, and obviously he's there when the bomb goes off. And mm. I think straight away it's also... Because this isn't a higher rating, but 
it's definitely more graphic than the than all the other X-Men films. It's the most graphic kind of representation of Wolverine. Like that that imagery of him sort of coming back, like almost growing his skin back after the blast. That's the most graphic injury we've seen him have. For sure. Yeah, well, I, I think this has got a slightly higher rating. I know there's an extended cut of this, which does have some added nasties in there. But but yeah, I think... But again, sort of pain and violence, they're sort of Wolverine's bag. So having that and horrific injuries, I mean, that's sort of the Wolverine thing. And yeah, the, I tell you what gets me is the sound of the skin growing back. Yeah. That sort of creeping kind of, oh, yeah, it's grim. Grim, grim, grim. Yeah, so we pretty much ignore X Men Origins Wolverine. Even to the fact that he was technically with it, fighting with his brother on the other side of the world at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think this is the best use of Famke Janssen in this one. The sort of idealized romantic Gene version sort of, thing. of, yeah, of Gene that he yeah. has in his head. Because he. <sighs> That's something that I never, and I, I think I said it uh, on our previous episode, that's something I never, I never really bought the Wolverine gene thing. Oh, I still don't buy it, but yeah. Yeah. Her being but, sort of like his idealistic dream woman. Yeah. Almost and, his and kind just, of mistakes that he's trying to forget. Yeah, and like you. speaking speaking his kind of like mind back at him. Yeah. That makes way more sense. Yeah. The sort of perfect kind of uh, version of gene that he has in his mind. And and I think there's there's a there's a proper tragedy to it as well. I think I think Famke Janssen sells the sort of sadness, affection, but she also says some really damning stuff as well. You know, like everyone you love dies and and all this, and it's 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 the sort of curse of immortality, and that's the whole point: is living forever versus dying an honourable death. Yeah, and it, it it deals with some much much like heavier stuff. Yeah. I mean. Origins could only dream of this crap. Well, the whole thing is about death, isn't it? And sort of, yeah. Everyone he loved, uh, everyone he he loves or has loved has died by this. Yeah. Point. Well, he's a Ronin. Yeah. Before that, he's a lumberjack. Well, hermit. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a lumberjack who likes bears. I love that the bear gives him, always gives him a knowing nod. Yeah. All right. So I, I like, yeah, I like the beginning of it where he's in the wilderness and you see the hunters that have all the gear and no idea. Logan has to comes across a bear that's because it, it's it's rampaged through a, through a tent and he, he finds yeah and he, he finds the bear sort of dying and he finishes the job with his claws and then looks the arrow in the way as I call him back to a previous episode where we talked about a knight's tale where he looks at the arrow and you can just hear the the blacksmith from a knight's tale going he's tipped it. <laughs> well you can <laughs> i mean i i didn't i did not hear that in my head i may do from now on though good but yeah yeah anytime there's something like that he's tipped it yeah and i like well, it i like it that he takes the arrow to the bow and sort of stabs stabs the hunter through the hand and goes ask me where i found the arrow where did yeah. you find the arrow well funny you should ask <laughs> yeah i know i thought that was that was a funny that was a funny thing but i think that because you're saying that in in Origins, he's almost going through the motions. In this, he's clearly enjoyed it, settled into the role, and yeah, br- bringing sort of I think more humour and warmth than was in in that one interaction than there was yeah. in the whole of the, of Origins. Well, it's that yeah, that's it. If you look at if you look at those two scenes, him being on the mountainside, like because a lot of, a lot of it is to do with 
him looking at stuff, isn't it? It's just he notices the hunters kind of getting all boozed up and I don't know what he's buying from the batteries the for his radio which run out. Oh, okay. So yeah. I mean so, just buy a wind up radio. That would be my advice. Yes. Well, since we're re- we're rewriting uh, origins, we might as well just put a bit where he stops and buys a wind up radio from like a service station. You know, you're right. Let's see if we can get a wind up radio company to sponsor us. You can get me torches as well now, multi purpose. Do you want to stop selling out <laughs> until we've got some money? Because at that point, I think that's just being a corporate whore. Without the money, like, what are you? You're or to be enslaved to big wind up radio. <laughs> yeah, and jelly snakes. And jelly snakes. Jelly snakes, we're still on the table, by the way. There's, we haven't taken the offer off. It's just, you know, we've got other things to consider, but we figured that this sort of the Venn diagram of people who really like jelly snakes and people who like wind up radios. He's probably, me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. You, yeah. So he's just looking at stuff. He's just reacting to stuff and you can see it all on his face, you know? And, and then I even like it when he says to the poor, don't like, don't make me do this. I like it when he says, sorry, Gene to nobody as he kind of goes to pop his claws. Mm. Yeah. And he never made a vow to her. No, so again, but he's like, apologising to that kind of idealistic dream. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they do way more interesting things with him in this one, and and well, yeah, in the right. opening scene, his... yeah, it, it's it's weird how they get this right, and Origins was just it took an entire. I mean, think what it said in its runtime: nothing, just a bunch of stuff that happened. He liked motorbikes. That's what we got from Expert Origins Wolverine. But we got that from. X-Men. Yeah, 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 I know. Rubbish. So, who is your MVP in this movie? I still think it's Wolverine. I think okay. this is almost if, more his film than. That Origins. is true. But if we put him aside. Well, it's got to be Yukio, I guess. Yeah. Which I didn't I realize mean, is the same character from Deadpool. Yeah. Hi, Wade. Yeah. Well, obviously, a much different take on the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, am I alone in this? I found her a lot more interesting than Mariko. Well, Mariko is the one that he falls for, and you know she's all like classically beautiful and everything, and you know oh she's got this sort of wounded kind of thing, and she's oppressed by everything. But but Yukio has way more going on. Yeah, but he wants somebody he can protect and look after in the way that he wanted to do for Jean, even though he didn't need to. But that's his ideal. That you say, you know, in his dreams, she like. Jean isn't a mutant. She's his dream woman. There's somebody he's looking after. Do you know what? That's actually a good point. Yeah, he kind of wants the sort of fragile bird rather yeah. than the kick-ass kind of thing. But I, I mean, I still didn't get a read on Mariko much. I, she was all right. But again, I think she is doing the same thing because there's been plenty of sort of stronger women. He probably be more. So I think he. I still think he'd be more suited to Storm in the trilogy than mm. than Jean. But he likes this. Yeah. He, the sort of, as you said, the sort of the wounded bird, the sort of the, or what he perceives to be the kind of protector type thing. Yeah, yeah, I think you got a good point there. I thought his hair and beard looked better before they gave him a bath. I really, I quite, I quite like the sort of the the sort of cut. It's kind of Asian inspired, but it's 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 still unmistakably Wolverine. There's quite. an amusing uh, John Finnemore sketch in the radio where he imagines Wolverine going to a bar. Wind up radio. Yes, um, and specifically asking for the tufty bits to be left in. <laughs> yeah, well, I just assume he's got a weird-shaped head. <laughs> I, 
Well, no, but this is the thing. I have a I have a double crown on my head. If I I have to tell hairdressers about this, it's not like a freaky thing. It's just it's just something about the shape of my head, and it means the hair sticks up in a weird way. So he must have like a quadruple crown. I thought the hospital bed was cool. It looked like I used to have a pin sculpture like that that you put your hand in it, like make the shape of a hand in pins. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. So old Japanese dude, can't remember his name, Yoshida. Pin sculpture bed. On the pin sculpture bed, he calls Wolverine to Japan because he's like, you saved my life, have a sword. And Wolverine's like, cheers. But not the really. The sword says on it, uh, the kanji read, never died, never aged, never destroyed. I thought it said like, live, laugh, love. Yeah, yeah. The kitchen is for dancing. Pop claws like nobody's watching. I'll be with you in a Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> Let the fun times begin. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Each of them so in much. increasingly awful fonts. <laughs> don't match. <laughs> oh, I hate those things. I hate all of them with a burning passion. So, yeah, it makes sense. I quite like the... There's a callback uh, later on in the movie to the two hands on a Japanese sword type thing. I quite like that. Mm. I think they do a good job of sort of seeding that at the beginning when they're in the well. And what did Wolverine do, though, to be like chucked in there? Because he seems to get in trouble a lot. It's just, I think he's just been a well, he's an American soldier, or well, even though he's Canadian, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That was just... a good line from Origins where Stryker says, Your country needs you, and he says, I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian, yeah. Anyway, yeah. back back to the better film. Yeah, yeah, he was a prisoner of war. That makes sense, actually, because they'd let all the other ones out, but he's well dangerous, isn't he? So he was in solitary. Every time someone talks about a painting in a film now, I hear that's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> but that actually happened. Yeah. 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 Well, dodgeball has that effect on your brain. So I think what's really interesting about this is they make Wolverine kind of vulnerable. Well, he's a fish out of water. You know, this this looks totally different to all the other films. Uh, mm. not, uh, sorry, all the other X Men films. You know, he's in a different place, different culture, like the neon drenched sort of buildings and stuff. It, it, it's, a, it's a visually striking film when compared to the others, I think. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So he goes to and Japan I, and has a fight at a funeral. Well, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, he does. It, it literally does. I mean, there's no, there's no word of a lie there. He has a fight at a funeral. It sounds like it's just he's causing trouble, but he isn't. He's actually trying to. It was a, it was a yakuza thing, but was it? And then there's a chase of the city, and then it culminates in a really good fight on top of a, of the bullet train. The bullet train is my favorite part. Hmm. I, 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 I remember liking that in the cinema. The sort of like the the clever use of he keeps popping his claws out to fly backwards down the train and stuff. Yeah, well, he, he sets himself up for uh, a one man fastball special. I think I told you about a fastball special, didn't I? Yeah, it's where Colossus throws him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but he does that on top of the train, like with the claws out and everything. Like he's just a, a like an angry Canadian missile. Yeah. And then, uh, but I also like the the fake out jump that he does. Because they're jumping over these kind of yes, like yeah. different things, and and so he's facing the way the train's going, and the other guy's there, and he's kind of copying the sort of jumps up, so they miss the sort of I don't know what is it sign rigging, yeah, whatever yeah. you know, and uh, and he fakes him out, and he hits that. That's that's funny. That's funny. That's really really good. Yeah, that's a, that's a really inventive sequence. Certainly, it's not something we'd seen before. 
So, you know, thumbs up for that. What did you think of Viper? Um, I like the fact that you, for the first time, you got almost first time, you got a mutant villain who who is a Magneto, but who isn't brainwashed. That's a good point. Because Deadpool in Origins was, and uh, Deathstrike, Deathstroke? Lady Deathstrike. Lady Deathstrike in X2 wasn't, again, doing it herself. She was under Striker's control. Yeah. Yeah. So she was acting on her own. She was, I I mean, I thought the green tea was obviously evil. Well, you you don't make a habit of, of drinking things that have like a green gas coming off them? No, no. I'm saying you just haven't lived. Um, I just, I, I felt that she, I, I, I got why she was in there because that whole sort of like suppressing Wolverine's healing capabilities is essential for the movie because it does make him more vulnerable. You know, I, I mean, he can still, he can still kind of like tank through gunshots and everything, but it, he obviously, he, he, he doesn't heal. So he's he's kind of he's he's feeling all that pain. He's kind of he's slowing up, and whatever. So I understand why she's in it, but I get the feeling that she's playing it just a little bit too sort of scenery chewy. Okay, you know, she reminded me of Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin. Hmm. That sort of like it's a big performance, but like everyone else is kind of not doing big performances. Okay, I don't know. There, there's something. There's something that just wasn't quite working for me about that whole thing i just i just wasn't wasn't feeling her as a thing i, I think you, that that is an interesting point that she is acting of her own accord which, yeah. which is a rarity but uh but yeah it's uh it's a, it's a little it's a little bit of a, a cartoony take on something that no one else is being that cartoony with i thought it was interesting that at the beginning of the film when he saves that guy's life or stops him sort of uh committing suicide and saves yeah. him and saves him from the blast i thought it was interesting that that he doesn't want to repay his debt to wolverine he wants to take wolverine's life force well yeah but that's just him getting older and kind of being afraid of death isn't it that's not that's nothing to do with no he he feels like he's repaying them repaying him with the sword yeah but the taking his life force he's just like oh well he showed that he had sort of magical powers so i'm gonna take those i i guess i yeah it, it's odd it's it's i get that this film is about entropy about things ending and wolverine being a fixed point in it all but that that kind of thing i think i think the film does go off the rails a little bit when it comes to the sort of finale and and the sort of motivations for different things become a little bit because I mean, were you surprised with the reveal of the Silver Samurai that the guy wasn't dead? It, yeah, not really. No, because you didn't see the body. No, and also it's because it's they treat it like a big reveal, but it's like yeah, of course it's him. I was never convinced that he was dead, especially as he was the one he was he was the one pushing for. Oh, okay, well I'll I'll. You know, he tries to frame it as like a you can die an honourable death, but yeah. what he means is I won't have to die. Uh, so I thought, okay, well, you know, he's clearly a wrongen, and he's going to do everything he can to to hold on to life. And he's got if he's got all these kind of like technological things, then he's probably got a way to extract that shit when Wolverine won't give it up willingly. Like it just, 
I I don't like the fact it's it's treated as a reveal when anyone with half a brain could fucking work that out. It's just like just have him as the thing. Like it's clearly it's him. Hmm. Have it as a reveal to like Mariko or Yukio, but like to the audience, I think that's kind of a bit insulting to the old intelligence there. I think it's a bit of a bummer that it becomes just a big CGI fight. I love I love all the ninja stuff leading up to the tower. The bit with the arrows in, in his back is quite Boromir, I thought. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And also, I guess, a nice link to the hunter with the arrows at the beginning of the film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's got the poison arrow kind of, like, motif. You know, that's that's cool, but it's it seems to just fall apart. It's just like, okay, well, Logan has to just, like, jump at him a bunch and they'll fall down some shit. And then Viper does that sort of weird thing where she sheds her skin. Yeah, I don't understand that. No, because she's like been shot with an arrow. And she goes, oh, you know, like that her way of doing that, I guess, is regenerating. But like, oh, yeah, yeah. but still, it doesn't make any wouldn't wouldn't the new skin have a hole in it. No, she took the arrow out. But I don't know. I, I don't understand why she's got a. I don't understand Viper in this movie. I really don't. I just well, apparently originally they did a draft with no mutants apart from uh, Logan. Well, that would make sense. Mm. I mean, in the in the comics, I think there are very few uh, in in the actual sort of like Japanese story run thing. I think there are very few mutants. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've read it, and I would I would kind of recommend watching the extended cut because it does have sort of the digital blood and everything put back in which this is the first time you've seen blood on the claws i think yeah and and the thing is if you've got someone whose main weapon is claws and they're stabbing folk it looks odd to then have that when they're retracted it looks odd to have it clean there's there's one in particular uh where he kills a guy near a limo at the funeral and he stabs him through the chest and then pulls it out and the dude's got a clean white vest. Yeah. It's like, no. I mean, not that I want to see blood and guts or anything like that, but it just, it breaks your immersion. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe I want to see some blood and guts. Maybe, is that so bad? I mean, I don't really think that's what's stopping immersing me in the film. No, but there's also the thing where they go into the pachinko parlor, the, the sort of arcade thing, and he stabs that guy through the door. There hmm. should be some blood on the door. Don't make me sound like a psychopath because I want these things. It's just just little touches. It doesn't need to be a lot, but they cut. They're cutting tools. They stab. It People could be like a lightsaber like... that cauterizes the wound. How? They're hot. I don't know. Hot steel. I thought the music oh, wait, was nice. Won? It sounded who, like... Shut up a minute. You shut up. Who won, who won, who won the steels? Oh, you considered it. Oh, yeah. What, yeah? what was the final ratio? Uh, I will find out for you now. Okay. Because I didn't get to see it because it disappeared. I was going to. I was going to show. Oh, I wonder if it was uh, there. I know. I know the, it, was, it was something like seventy twenty. Hell yeah! Most people, yeah. I think it was only me that voted for. Um... <laughs> but that that's fine. I, I think it is both because he does have that sort of thing. He, he he doesn't like to fight. It's just he has to, and he keeps being cornered, so he has to fight like an animal. Kazuri, so they call him throughout the movie. It's good having a podcast partner because you can really bounce things off them. And sometimes really get... I just figure you're talking to yourself, and I can just leave you for a bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. That was just steals was seventy five percent, feels twenty five percent. Oh, there you go. And while we're answering polls, um, 
the last time we did a feel good film poll, it was 50 50. Oh. Although I did have a message from somebody who said they actually then voted for you and they meant to vote for me. Well, it doesn't matter. It's final count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that means I haven't lost a poll yet. No. Interesting. I'll just have to keep that in mind. That that could be my new streak because clearly I just can't win the one shots. So, although I won last time, but that's because I picked, I picked. No, I picked your <laughs> film. So yeah, I like that the Silver Samurai had very specific claw drills. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought the music was nice. It, um, there are bits where I thought it sounded like a Mega Drive game, that sort of chip tune, even though it wasn't. But it kind of had that sort of feel. Mm. This is a pretty decent film. I really actually. like it, and I, I like the fact. I think it works better because it's different to the other films. Whether it yeah. would work if you just came, if you just watch this film by itself, I, I don't know. But I think I think one of the reasons I like it so much is because it feels very different to the other X Men films. Mm. In summary, I think the Wolverine is is really good. And had that been our only thing, I'd be like, yeah, that actually approaches what what wolverine is about to me or what i've understood wolverine to be apparently they redesigned the claws for this film to, uh, so it allows them to reflect light easier and they, they come out the hand lower towards the palm which makes sense from a scientific perspective mm. and this notice. was the one where there was uh, they had a yellow wolverine suit yukio would give, yes. give him a box yes. at the end i uh i i looked that up afterwards i was like yep no it was the wolverine so uh so yeah it would have looked silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think there are certain things you can't translate to the screen, and I think those, even though it's a great look, and I, I, I still maintain it's a great look, it just, I, I'm not sure it would work in live action without some massive concessions. Um, no, no, you, you see this is sort of, and I know some of the, particularly the, the Marvel Disney Plus series, where they're sort of ones doing more comic accurate things, but generally, like um, Electro in Spider Man No Way Home, it's it's a nod to the comic accurate suit. Yeah, they they don't they don't have the big sort of like yellow electric bolt face yeah. mask thing, you know. Yeah, there are some things that just can't be translated to live action, and that's fine. For everything else, there's Mastercard. Are you selling out again? I I, I don't know where that came from. I don't even think they do those adverts anymore. <laughs> it's just the way you said there are some things. <laughs> uh, so at the end, he gets on a plane, and then there's a, the film ends, and there's a mid-credit scene where two years later he's got off at an airport. It's a long flight. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I really like that mid-credit scene. It's good, and I like how they just basically wave away the fact that, but uh, both Magneto and Professor X are back. How is this possible? Yeah. Well, to be fair, they they have reasons after the last stand. Magneto made that chess piece move a little bit. Yeah. And and Charles Xavier transferred his consciousness into a dude. Quite why he still looks like Patrick Stewart. Jesus Christ, he, he gets some speed up on in that chair, doesn't he? <laughs> it's the first time I've seen him like properly burn rubber. There was like, a, a weird thing I read about that chair was that after the first somebody bought the chair after the first film. And when they came to film X-Men 2, they didn't have the props. So they had to buy it back. <laughs> wow. I mean, weren't you impressed with the speed of the chair? I must confess I didn't notice. It's been interesting because I hadn't seen the Wolverine for quite a while. and, and it, It's yeah, just Wolverine. It, it's not. Shut up. <laughs> no, I, I like it. It, it, is, it is like a halfway house between... 
Biss and Logan. Yeah. I think I, I think it would make a great double bill, Biss and Logan. Yeah. Ignoring uh, Origins entirely would, would be the smart choice. Yeah, I don't think I'd watch uh, Origins again. I don't think it adds anything at all. No, no, it doesn't. It's uh, it's not great. And, it, and even Liev Schreiber, who's trying, God bless him, um, he can't he can't save it. But uh, but no, the Wolverine and Logan—that's a hell of a double bill right there. And it makes sense; they flow into each other nicely. There, yeah. there are some kind of things that yeah. that that carry over, and uh, and yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's a good movie. And I don't know which version is on Disney Plus. Probably the theatrical. I think it's the theatrical one. Yeah, because I remember it, there's some there's some added nastiness in the. Uh, ninja fight before the sort of big finale thing, where one of the ninjas gets thrown into a snowblower. Yeah, no, I, I don't think as that. I yeah, I don't think that's in the the cut that uh, is on the thing. So I watched the Disney Plus version, but I remember that specifically. It's always it's always a kind of it's a very James Bond type kill that someone being kind of thrown into like a wood chipper or something. They have that, and tomorrow never dies. Pierce Brosnan knocks a, a weedy little man into a newspaper press. And then the the papers go all crazy, and, and you know there's clearly huge amounts of blood smeared on the thing. And he says they'll print anything these days. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, you know, he's all over the papers. <laughs> that would have been good too. Ah, uh, '90s Bond. I do miss you sometimes. I rewatched uh, No Time to Die the other day, and I love that bit about it blew his mind. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good film. Good film. Okay, so last time we ranked the films X-Men 2, then X-Men, then The Last Stand. Mm. So as we'll continue with this X-Men journey, where would you put these films if you're ranking all five together? Well, obviously, Origins is at the very bottom. Oh, yes, yes. We're looking at it the other way, though, aren't we? Are we? Um, yeah, Origins is is by far the worst yeah. one, and spoiler, it still is throughout all the. Um, actually, it has some st- tough competition, but well, I haven't seen some of the last. Oh, new oh ones, so you, you're gonna love them. But the Wolverine, I don't know where does it go. I think, I think it sort of nestles between, like maybe second, because I still think X Men Two is my favorite so far. I think I prefer this to X Men too. Okay, so it's a, a different kind of thing, but yeah, I I think I've got it. But I think it's X Men Two, The Wolverine, and then X Men. I think that's my that's my list, the my my running order so far. Uh, but you'd have you'd have The Wolverine at the top. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I, again, and uh, it's it's a decent character study. This one, it you know, and actually kind of. It doesn't go into his origins. You don't need his origins. It's what he does after that's the important thing. And and while it reveals some of his backstory, it doesn't take away all the mystery about him. And I think that's important. It's just, you know, it's just a good story. So our current ranking is at joint one, you have uh, X-Men 2, X-Men United, X2, and X-Men Origins 2, The Wolverine, then X-Men... Then the You're last time I haven't started yet, and then oh. okay, so at the first you got X Men Two and the Wolverine, then you got X Men, 
then The Last Stand, then Origins Wolverine. Yes, I'm I'm happy with that running order so far. Yeah, Origins needs to be at the bottom because Jesus Christ, I was like, I was I was really I was trying to find good things in it. Well, it to, I mean, to be fair to you, which I know mission. I don't often yeah. tend to, be, you thought that that I stand wasn't going to be great, and you you were surprised by how much you not enjoyed it, but how how bad it wasn't. Watching it again, that it held up yeah. more than you thought it would. Yeah, exactly. It didn't it didn't suck quite as much as I remembered, but I mean, it still sucked. But like, um, but X Men Origins Wolverine just—I mean, Christ, it's sucking incarnate. You you don't think it's it's going to be as bad this time, and it is, it is. They should have stopped it just after the credits opened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the the fact that you you show us that, and then here's what you could have had. Yeah, exactly. I, and I always hated that bit on game shows where they where they show you the prizes you could have won. It's just like, why are you doing that? They didn't win it. Don't rub it in their faces. But they rubbed it in our faces, Rob. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for your time. And thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email podcast at thepopcornbucket.com. You can find us on Instagram at popcornbucketpod or over on Twitter at popcornbucketpd or on www.thepopcornbucket.com. Yeah, which I still haven't updated, but I will. Which Ben still hasn't updated. But he will. Thank you so much to Lawrence Owen of Longcap Media for the theme music. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Many thanks. Even if you're not able to, do it. Yeah, if you don't want to, please do it. If you do want to, that's nice. If you don't want to, it's even better. If you don't want to, what's wrong with you? Tell all your friends. Especially the ones you don't like. Yeah, that's true. Many thanks. Take care and see you next episode. Yeah, see you next See, I'm pretty sure that in the podcasting mistakes thing, it says, like, don't talk talk over each other, but, hmm, we may have fucked that into a bin bag.